It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listener today. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. That is the only way that people can find out about all this good greatness that we have going on here, right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, which is now available on Roku and Amazon Fire. We have our own app, y'all. Locked on Falcons, locked on Hawks, locked on Bulldogs, all that good stuff is right there for you. Um, go ahead and download that app on Roku and Amazon Fire TV, and you get some of this goodness on your big screen. Because I know you're sitting with a big screen because we got so much sports going on this weekend. And I think, T, uh, the Braves got to get a win tonight. And, and when you actually think about what's going on with the Atlanta Falcons, they have a test as well against this vaunted running game with the Cleveland Browns. We'll talk about that. And last but not least, and for the culture, we're going to jump into a little homecoming season. So, yeah, for all you folks that don't know, we're going to get into all of that. But first, we got to talk about tonight. The Braves take on the uh, New York Mets. It is Max Free versus Jacob DeGrom T. And when you think about this matchup, both um, managers um, – Ryan Snicker, he prepared himself to have Max Free set up, and the Mets actually prepared themselves to have, you know, uh, um, Jacob DeGrom on the mound as well. So when you think about it, both teams have been looking forward to this series for quite some time. Indeed. So the to me, the most important thing about tonight is to get a win because, yes. unfortunately for the Braves, they didn't get the sweep against the Nats, so they kind of put them, their own backs up against the wall. And that, to me, is a little bit disconcerting. But on the same token, hey, they say that they understand the assignment. So we've got to take the words for it, everyone from the young guns all the way into the veterans. And what I like about this is Max Fried is coming off of a really good start, about uh, five and two-thirds innings, the last go-round, just a couple of runs given away, but more importantly, eight strikeouts. So that's good that we're seeing Max Fried in max form now. The most, the other most important thing in terms of getting this win tonight is making sure that you don't allow yourself to get too deep in the pitch count because you already know that's the Mets game. So right. just set the stage and set the tone early. Don't let your pitcher or your pitching rotation, your bullpen, don't let anybody get deep into the count. And then at the at the plate, the bats have got to get hot early and they have to stay that way. The Mets have been uber patient at the plate throughout the entire season, and we've seen it every time that the Braves go up against the Mets. We always say, man, those dudes are making those guys make pitches. And another reason why the Braves got to get a win tonight is because we kind of touched on it a little bit yesterday, but I just wanted to kind of bring it back up to to reiterate the fact how important this is. Like, you got to take advantage of who's on the mound tonight. Like, your ace, your guy is on the mound tonight and Max Free, so you have to take advantage of that. So what I mean by that is they have to get those back going. They have to support, give him some run support to work with so he can be a little bit aggress- a little bit more aggressive mm-hmm. with those uh, patient batters um, that the Mets are, are running up at the plate, um, one through nine. So because 
here's the thing. Also, another reason why is because if the Braves lose tonight, then you're looking at counting on Charlie Morton to, to, to give you a good, uh, good run. And what we talked about here is that every time he comes to – he's on the mound, we, when we're previewing a game or we're talking about a game that he's going to be on the mound, we always say, man, we hope Ch- Uncle Charlie is able to put it together. And I don't want to have to depend on that. I'm, I'm not interested in that at all. So, Braves, go ahead and get that win against, uh, with Max Fried on the mound and give him that run support that he needs. Yeah, and this also is important because if you get this win in game one and game two, hopefully game three, then you have a little bit more to play with when you go to Miami to face the Marlins because essentially you have six games. Now, best case scenario, you go six and oh, because they you know, uh, assures you that you're going to control your own destiny, right? But at a minimum, you got to go two and one, and then you're going to have to to go down to Miami and take them off. Five and one is the only thing you could do less than six and oh, four and two, you're almost guaranteed play in the wild card game and really and truly i'm thinking to myself whether it's the padres whether it's the phillies whether it's the brewers just don't want to even be in that position so like you said take advantage of getting this done tonight and hopefully tomorrow night as well with kyle right on the mound against max scherzer that that way not to say that you want anything to just happen on sunday but at least you're not relying on sunday as much and the, the other piece there is this if you have to rely on sunday at least it's not the businessman special you're at least playing prime time because we clearly know you the Braves unfortunately have a losing record with the gentleman's special so thank goodness that is a, a prime time game and that'll kind of go in their favor and I think in terms of season what they do in this series is going to tell you whether this 2022 team is as good better or not as good as the world champions from 2021. And, and and I think the main thing is that, you know, with, with the guy that, that didn't um, participate in that run last year in Ronald Acuna, yeah. that's why I feel like he's so vital when it comes to mm-hmm. his performance going into this postseason because we already know the Braves are going to be there, right? It's just a matter of when, how soon they play because, you know, if they, like you mentioned, if they play in that wild card round, it's going to be a pretty quick turnaround and that's going to unfortunately may or may not Spencer Strider may, may or may not be able to participate in that first series, more than likely mm-hmm. not. So, yeah. This is this is why we say this is vital for them to get this win, and I know it may be a tall task, but need, Braves need to be talking about a sweep here, T. But I think that you know we're talking about you know whether or not the Braves need to get a win, but I think one of the things that we pretty much know more than likely they're going to get a win, but it's I think it's how they win is going to be the case, and that's with the Georgia Bulldogs. They take on Missouri. Um, this they get their first night game. You know, Georgia fans have been clamoring for that. You know. <laughs> And, and I get it, you know, from a, a celebration standpoint and want to watch and all that stuff. But I think the main thing for me with the when it comes to the Georgia Bulldogs is the fact that Kirby Smart has to figure out a way to get these guys going each and every week because, let's just face it, this is a soft behind schedule and, and it, it is what it is. So he mm-hmm. has to figure out how to motivate these guys each and every week. And I think that with the how things turned out with Kent State um, last week, not necessarily struggled, I wouldn't say that, but – there are some things that you can pull from that game to say, hey, guys, we can't let this happen or else we may be looking at uh, our first loss of the season. Yeah, And also you look back at the game last week between Tennessee and Florida, and that was a battle royal. Both of those yes. teams showed you that they had some guns, they had some dogs, they had some players. So 
you also have to think about, okay, like you said, not that they want to overlook Missouri, but on the same token, just understand that there are other teams out there within your conference and your division who can actually give you a run for your money, if not outright upset you. So at some point, Jarvis, you have to write the ship. At some point, you have to look at all the position groups and say who is where they need to be. Tight end room. Perfect. We're good here. Brock Bowers is doing the thing for you, Washington. Everybody, everybody else. So the tight end room is good to go, even for um, Lab McConkie, poor thing. But yeah, tight end room good to go. But those other position groups, there may be some questions there, and it's time for them to step up because, again, you're approaching the middle of the season and you're getting deeper into conference play, and you do want to begin to tune those things, fine tune those things the closer and closer you get to the SEC conference championship. I think you make a great point, T, because because when you think about a position group that is in question, right, is that has to be that running running back group for me. Because yeah. I think when you talk about McIntosh and Milton, the Eminem boys, I, I just mm-hmm. don't think those are the, need to be your main guys. When you talk about just – I, I got a chance to take a look at the stats, right? Obviously, you know, you have your leader and, and uh, you have your leader on, on the leaderboard, but as far as from that average, the highest average is Dejon Edwards. He's mm-hmm. almost averaging six yards a carry. So when you talk about explosiveness, explosiveness and being able to break off people in the, in the open field, he's your guy. And I think they need to figure out before this schedule gets a little bit hard. I'm not saying it's going to get hard. Before it gets right. a little bit hard, they need to figure out who their lead running back um, needs to be as they, you know, go through these games, these tune-up games, so to speak, uh, as they go into SEC play. Now, like, right before we get out of here, I have to talk about, you know, obviously it is the first game uh, that Jeff Collins, you know, it's not going to be here. Brent Key has taken over as the interim head coach, and they're going to a team that, you know, is ranked, ranked 24th in the country. See, what are your expectations going for, uh, um, for Georgia Tech post-Jeff Collins? Yeah, so to me, the bar is low. Just don't get blown out. Just don't get shut out. Just show some effort, really, from any angle, from special teams, offense, defense, just show some effort because at least you, to me, that that would be like falling off the cliff, right? Because you've already fired your coach. You've already let go of your AD. So what you're trying to do right now is just reset the identity that you want for your team and for your program going forward. And I know they don't want the identity to be a shutout or a blowout. I don't care if they are playing a top 25 team. So for me, that's it. Just at least go there and show that you are a competitor. Show that you're a competitor between 18 and 24. Now, what we want to ask for or going to give you, excuse me, is the one thing that the Falcons and the Browns need to Falcons need to do against the Browns in order for them to get a dub on Sunday. But before we do that, we have to talk about betonline.net because it is your number one source for all your betting needs. Because guess what? If you're struggling trying to figure out whether or not, you know, you should bet bet the over-under mm-hmm. on the uh, Georgia Tech pick game, you know, you feel like the, the offense is going to break out. How about you go to betonline.net to tell you that you're probably crazy, <laughs> you know, and figure out that, you know, because they have all the information you need because it is, you know, they have, you can find reviews and news of every each and every league. Even if you're trying to look for some information about the MLB playoffs or the NFL, you know, um, 
even in the NBA as they get ready to um, ramp up for the season. So all of those things that you can find right here on betonline.net. So head there today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra. That is Jarvis. And you guys are part of the tribe of 4,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel for Locked On Sports Atlanta. So we appreciate you guys for continuing to support us. And don't forget, drop some comments into our YouTube space, right? So when you go and you check out ATL Day Ones, on YouTube, you know what you can do? You can tell us what you think about the Braves, what our commentary is on the Braves, the Falcons, UGA, Georgia Tech. Even if you want to tell us how you do with homecoming at your HBCU, let us know. But certainly we want to hear from you guys about what you believe will happen this Sunday specifically as we begin to talk Falcons Browns. So the Falcons are coming off a high, of course, getting their first win of the season. They are back home and trying to get this first dub here and they literally first dub of the season at home back at the bins sunday jarvis this is what i'm thinking about as well and there are a couple of different spaces and places that we can go in terms of what might tip the scales in the falcons favor but if you think of just one thing that could be that difference for the falcons against the browns what would that be you know what? When I started thinking about this, I, and I got a chance to go, you know how I go down a little rabbit hole sometimes when I feel like I'm stuck. I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, how can I look at, take a look at this game? So, of course, I knew I had to whole check out more guys, Dean Pease and Dave Ragone. And after going through those things, I started thinking about it. Like, when you think about, you know, how these teams are, are you know, the style of play, right? They are yes. very similar, like mm-hmm. tough want to run the football, be able to establish the run, and they have quarterbacks mm-hmm. that, you know, they, they don't want to have to ask to do too much, but make right. the necessary plays, right, exactly. off the run, you know, when you're yes. successful. So, and, and they've been pretty successful doing that. Both teams have mm-hmm. yes. um, three games in. Now, mm-hmm. I started to think about something that, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, coming, I'm, coming, I'm coming around to your boy, um, Coach Williams. Mm-hmm. When you think about team, two teams that are built the same way, I think you have to kind of go to a different sector of, of offense yeah. because people forget about special teams. I believe that if a guy like Avery Williams can get at least two first downs, that's probably about a 20-yard <laughs> return, a 25-yard return, even a 30-yard 30, 30 mm-hmm. return, you know, sprinkle that in as these two teams are going back and forth and trying to, you know – because I think this game is going to go by pretty quickly because both teams want to run the football. But I think if Avery Williams can figure out a way to break off a 20 to 30-yard punt return, I can think that can be the, the thing that can swing the momentum in the Falcons' favor. Yeah, and I think the same. Like, if you can flip the field, that is mm-hmm. always in yes. your favor. And if, if you're flipping the field and it's down to the last minute and these teams are literally tied, or the Falcons are within striking distance of being able to win the game, I will put my money on Young Way Koo every single time. Mm, I really, yeah. really would. So to me, that's an advantage really, Falcons right there. I, right. I actually think it's going to be much closer than a lot of people think. Now, the other thing I think is of as well, what if both of these teams, and you know, follow me on this one, what if both mm-hmm. of these teams who basically have a one two punch in the run game, granted, we're not saying that Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, equals or Cordell Patterson <laughs> equal Hunt and Chubb. Not saying that, but they do we do have two teams with solid running games. We do have two right. teams that in total have the top five running 
games in the league and two of the top five backs in the league. That said, let's call that equal. My thing is I want to see which quarterback actually shows up as more than just a game manager. Because think about it, Marcus Mariota and Jacob Jacoby Brissett are kind of like the spider the Spider-Man. Me, 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 me. But I think Jacoby Brissett has literally has, you know, kind of come out on the edge a li- just a little bit. I think he has a little bit of an edge, but that doesn't mean he has to have an edge in this game. So who do you think is actually going to be what I'm going to call the legit leader under center as opposed to the game manager who might also be the key to winning this game? You know, well, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take a different um, perspective, right? You know, just from looking at it on the opposite end. I'm not gonna look necessarily look at game manager. Not saying that's what you were saying as far as being a negative, because right. Jacoby Brissett is a guy who really doesn't turn the football over. And when there you, you think about the teams that he's played on, he's played for yeah. the Colts. You know, played for the Patriots. Patriots. You know, <laughs> you know that there's a there's a they're all in this, within the same you know you know in that same kind of division as far as the Patriots mm-hmm. go and the Dolphins mm-hmm. and you know so to speak. So that means that you know teams like what they see. So hey, yeah. we got an opportunity to bring a guy like this on. We know exactly mm-hmm. what we're going to get, and I think yes. that I trust set a little bit more than I trust Mariota because we talked about this yesterday. Mariota needed I need I need one one clean game out of him. You know, <laughs> like because the thing he does well, mm-hmm. which is take off with the take off and avoid the rush and, and, and take off a, and get your 10 yards on scrambling for a first down. I think mm-hmm. that needs to be used to his advantage. And, yes. and and I think that because there may be some times where somebody's not going to be open, but I think um, David Groen bought up a You know, he said Marcus Mariota has done a pretty good. I don't know if I necessarily agree all the way with that, but I think mm-hmm. that you know, if there's an opportunity for Marcus Mariota to make a play, to stick in that mm-hmm. pocket just a little bit longer, and, and and make that and stick that ball in there to give Kyle Pitts a uh, an opportunity in the red zone, you know, to 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 make a play, I think he should take that. I think he should push the envelope. But he's yeah. gonna have to pick and choose his spot and be careful sure. with that because, you know, hey, you can't you can't afford to turn over turn over turn the ball over in a game like this because teams are somewhat you know uh, similar when it comes to mm-hmm. you know the style of play. Indeed, and yes, in addition to him being able to hold on to the ball when appropriate, when he has pocket protection, understanding that when the yeah. pocket collapses or if all of your receivers are covered, don't take a sack. Just try yeah. to get out of bounds yep. or, but just try to just some more situation, some better, I'll say situational play from right. Mario that could make the difference. But let's just say we both agree on Jacoba Brissett maybe getting the advantage there if you're looking at the person who's going to truly be that leader under center. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw another one out at you because this could or could not, depending on how you see it, be an advantage for the Falcons. Now, we're still waiting on the final Final. So by the time you guys see this, we may actually know who will and won't play. We're waiting on the final injury report. So Jarvis and I are going to just give you a hypothetical right now. Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. One can play, both can play, neither can play for the Browns. So my question is this, how do the Falcons kind of game plan for that? And if any of those scenarios, one plays, both play, neither plays, do you see any of those scenarios being advantage Falcons? Uh, I see neither of them playing being an advantage for the Falcons, but I, I, but if you're talking about, and also if 
Miles Garrett doesn't play and Jadavion mm -hmm. plays. I can see that being somewhat of a almost a push, maybe mm -hmm. depending yeah. on how things play out. The Falcons be taking advantage of that. But if both mm -hmm. of those mofos play, excuse me, excuse excuse my language, kids. But oh my goodness, oh the my Falcons goodness. gonna be in big big test, and I think that. The number one guy who's going to be tested the most has to be Jake Matthews because he talked about it this week as far as he's preparing as if Miles Garrett is going to play. And he yeah, is a smart yeah, man because if Garrett plays, that means he's healthy enough to be effective. And Miles Garrett at 75% is probably better than a lot of starting defensive ends. Right. A lot of starting defensive ends in this, in this league. 75% Garrett, I'll take that any day over 100% of a lot of so yeah, I, I think that there are a couple, those two of those scenarios Falcons take advantage. But if Miles Garrett ends up playing and Jadavion Clowney, it's, it, it, we're going to be in, we're going to be in for a long game, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. But I want to go back to something that you said that I think might be advantage Falcons as well, and that is if given the opportunity and. I definitely put my hedge my bets on Arthur Smith being able to call this kind of game in what I'm about to say. If Marcus Mariota is able to open it up and get deep with Kyle Pitts, get deep again with Drake London, I think that could be advantage Falcons as well, because let's face it, the one area of weakness for the defense really is their secondary. The one area for the Browns yeah. defense more than anything yep. is their secondary. So they can be exploited if Mariota can do his job, and to your point, if the O-line can give him the time that he needs to hopefully find the first guy in his progression, but if not, have the opportunity to find the second guy in his progression because there are some leaks in that secondary for the Browns. So that's one thing that I think if played the right way could be an advantage for the Falcons as well. But I think it'll be very interesting because on the flip side, now the word that you and I have heard for the most part out of Flowery Branch is that Cordero Patterson really is resting that knee to get right. back and play yeah. on Sunday. But I think this may be one of those situations where we're watching a chess game for both teams to see, mm. okay, hmm, who really is going to play? Are we going to see CP? Are we going to see Garrett? Are we going to see Clowney? It's going to be interesting. And then also, as we talk about the secondary for the Browns, it'll be an opportunity for the secondary for the Falcons to show up as well. We've spoken about this A.J. Terrell and kind of the ups and downs we've seen from him this season. I don't right. think all of that is necessarily A.J. Terrell. Sometimes that's just a good ball thrown by yeah. the quarterback. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing of getting a ball that yeah. where it's placed where only he can he can get it, right? But right. I do think this is an opportunity where we'll see A.J. Terrell maybe go up against Amari Cooper and kind of see how that plays out. And the fact that there's an opportunity to limit big plays early. And if you can do that, that could be positive for the Falcons too. Yeah, and I think that you'll be able to – we have a pretty good indication as to whether how that's going to play out, whether or not they're going to be able to contain those big plays if they mm -hmm. are stopping or at least containing the run. If they aren't allowing big plays in the run game, you yes. know, you can play the long play the long game because mm -hmm. I'm with Dean Pease. Like, they can't rush for and get um, pressure consistently. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're going to have to pick and choose your spots, and I think yeah. that Dean Pease is going to do that. So, if yeah. they are able to contain that run – there, there's some potentially you're going to have to force Jacoby Brissett to make a play. And then when you're doing that, mm -hmm. hey, I like my odds as a defensive coordinator. Indeed. And I like the odds for the Falcons. And also, I like the odds for me to actually get up on time tomorrow morning and Sunday because I've got early morning weekends if I take my coffee a.m. 
the tea side, of course. If I get my coffee a.m., then I'm good to go because whew, I do not like waking up early on weekends, but I'll do it if I have to when I have something like coffee a.m. nearby. So as we tell you guys all the time, you always want to support local business. You always want to support small business as well. And they are the best small batch roaster in the country right here in your backyard in Atlanta. And the good thing about them is they really do go all over the country, all over the world, getting the best ingredients for the coffee. And that's why when you order it, it's fresh and it tastes fresh and it tastes different because they're going out there to get you the kind of coffee that hits different. So if you want to know more about it, you want to make an order, you go to coffeeam.com slash backslash locked on. And if it's your first order, you can get 15% off, but I hope it's not your first order. Not that I don't want you to get your 15%, but I do want you to go back and be a repeat customer for the coffee, the tea, and the gift set. Again, coffeeam.com backslash locked on, get your 15% off on the first order and get your friends a gift. Don't keep it to yourself. Just like we don't want you to keep this show to yourself. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So when we come back, you guys know we are happy, supportive, excited HBCU grads, and we're going to tell you all about what season it is for HBCUs on the other side and for the culture. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to say thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. We really appreciate you. We also thank you for downloads, whatever you get your podcast. And remember, whenever you get your down podcast, make sure you give us a five-star review. We really appreciate you for that in advance. But this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes we want to talk about it because that's how we get down on this show. Today is no different, T. When you think about this time of year, as we go into the month of October, it is homecoming season. For those of you who don't know like what that may mean, when HBCUs have homecoming, it is a big deal. I see Oh, my guy, Hugh Douglas, he was talking about Central State's homecoming. And he was talking about being carried out, you know, for the, the weekends and, you know, uh, consuming a lot of alcohol and all that good adult stuff. And and, and I, I also got, uh, saw a clip of um, Deion Sanders talking about playing Alabama State for their homecoming and him taking that personally. T, go ahead and give the folks, like – like what this season really means because, you know, I get a little amped up when I start get started talking about homecoming season. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I'm thinking to myself, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm amped up, but on the same token, I'm kind of like tired already because literally yesterday, or I would say Wednesday officially, marked the uh, five weeks out for homecoming for Xavier, right? So Ooh, as- the, Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm the outgoing national homecoming fundraising chair. 
and the incoming chair for just one event, Ooh. but it's not just event. It's our welcome to homecoming events. <laughs> so that's where we are, but it's really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm exhausted people. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really exciting because we take it so seriously. And the thing about it is this is such a season, just a great season for us as HBCU grads of recognition period, because we know that uh, there is a three-day conference that's going to take place uh, or has taken place rather uh, in DC, honoring right. HBCUs to talk a little bit about what some of our challenges are, but also to amplify our contributions, whether it's in the classroom or on the field. So I appreciate that we have that opportunity to just continue to shine. But this, man, listen, homecoming is like recess, playtime, after school, weekends. I don't know. It's like all rolled up into one. And so we kick off the season this weekend with Bowie State, Winston-Salem State, Fort Valley State, your nemesis, Alabama A&M, Lincoln and Missouri, and Bluefield State. So yeah, homecoming season is here. In fact, you know what I was doing earlier today that I probably shouldn't have been doing between breaks <laughs> at my other, other job? Talk to me. <laughs> For Spellhouse Homecoming, because it's back. It is so big, Jarvis, that you actually need a ticket just to get on the grounds this year. Ooh, Lord. Well, yeah, it, and it's it's so crazy because I've just kind of, you know, things have been just been going so fast for me in these past six months. You know, I don't Indeed. know if you guys maybe figured that out yet, but you know, it's been I've been trying to catch up. So I actually just got a chance to you know look at the schedule. And I was just like, okay, so who we play for home and coming? Because right. I was a little concerned about it because you know everybody talking about their homecoming when is mine. Right. So I we play uh, against Benedict College. Okay. On the fifteenth of October. So I'm really looking forward to that. You know, because you know when I play. I'm sounding old now. When I played, we used to spank Benedict. They weren't no, they weren't hitting on anything. And I came across a, uh, my, I was going through my, my Twitter timeline this morning, mm -hmm. and I came across a guy up here talking about how they run the East. You know, because Albany State and Benedict are in the Eastern Division of SIC right. and everything was that. Oh, we run the East. I was like, since when? Like, where have I been? <laughs> you know, have I just been out of pocket for for a long time? But when you think about it, you know, it's it's just really cool to see it, the trash talk because. I think that's what a lot of people don't understand about HBCUs. Like, yeah. it's 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 all love it when is. we get together. Yes. However, if you don't represent your school, once we all get together, yeah, that that says a lot about your school and what you got going on. Because, but you know, for me, T, I'm always gonna represent what I got going on, and Lord knows you're gonna represent for your school as well. <laughs> yeah, like for real, for real. Like yesterday, I was literally going back and forth with my co-chair for tailgate. And we were talking, he sent me an exclusive on some gear. And okay. my first question to him was, I said, well, first of all, I picked what I wanted. He was like, I know you're going to pick that one, uh, this funky uh, sweater. And I was like, you right. know me so well, co-chair. And then my next question was, did you send this out to the rest of the Xavier community? Because I need to know, because I need exclusive stuff on. Why am I telling you that? Oh, because you win the day for homecoming. It's all about winning the day. Who rocks the hottest gear? Who looks the best? Like fine wine and all that good stuff. So we were having that conversation yesterday. And literally, we've been having that conversation for about a month and a half because it takes about three months to kind of build up that four-day 
wardrobe to get yourself right and tight folks in these gyms in these streets oh what right. come on now like you have to get at least drop five of them things before before you step on campus yeah, you better get that weight <laughs> trainer or whatever it is that you need to do or a trainer there are male waist trainers you might want to suck it in before you go into the dms and go hey big big head get it right like get it right before you go into the dms oh the, the sliding of the dms oh my god that's a whole nother conversation like that that's that's the one thing that i've always found like it's kind of cool to observe you know being a, a a man that's spoken for you know and have been spoken for for quite some time i just enjoy looking at the people you know how they and thinking about how they were when we were in school and kind of seeing if that still matches up 15 right. 20 years later so i'm just yeah, so um, I haven't got a chance to go to homecoming in a while, but I won't be able to make it this year because, you know, my wife and I will be celebrating 10 years together and, uh, and, you know, married and honoring God, you know, and all that good stuff. So, um, well, I won't be able to make it down this year, but I absolutely love just observing when, when when the festivities are popping off like because it is just a sight to see yes exactly and listen we're going to talk to you guys about it on the other side but listen there's braves there's falcons there's so much to get into when we come back and hopefully we're going to have an opportunity to talk to you guys on monday about the braves getting a dub series yes. sweet type dub the falcons get the dub against the browns uga beating out of missouri and anything else that we can talk about in this sports landscape appreciate you guys for dropping in and as always have a safe weekend in those atl streets y'all come back now you're here on a monday victory monday hopefully hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music Download the Amazon Music app today.